Bleacher Creatures podcast. Bleacher Creature. 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 Bleacher Creature himself. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Luke. I'm here with John, per the usual, and we are here for the fantasy special of the Bleacher Creatures podcast, brought to you by Jones and for Sports, and our new sponsor, Seven Brothers Apparel. So go check them out on Instagram for any sort of team merchandise that you might need. They make the dopest shit. I can vouch for it. Um, so. John, you've done your two drafts, and I know right. this because I was on the phone with you uh, while you were doing it. Not to say you needed the help, but two brains always, are better than one. Right. Right. Especially when there's money on the line. Why not use the uh, the second yeah. opinion? Now, you, you, have, you use Fantasy Pros, right? Yeah. Uh, how, what did they rate your drafts? Uh, I got a hundred actually on the first one we did, and a seventy or seventy-five on the second one. All right, on the team that got the one hundred, you want to pull up your roster and let the people know who you got. That you know, yeah, got so this you a was a uh, fourteen-man league PPR full point, right? Full PPR fourteen-man league. Um, two fl- uh, one quarterback, two receiver, two running back, one tight end, two flex. One kicker, one defense, and two starting individual defense players. Um, I had the 11th pick overall, which I was pretty pissed about. Yep. Um, but I was pretty happy. Le'Veon Bell fell to me at 11. Yep. He has potential to be a number one pick overall, so I was happy about that. Yep. And then on the comeback, we um, we drafted Zach Ertz. My strategy the whole time was for every draft I've done this year is you got to get a tight end in round two. Um, unless you have the first pick overall, yep. then maybe you could, then, uh, well, then you have back-to-back picks or if you have a top four pick, maybe you can go third round and get a Zach Ertz or Kittle. But with the, the in my opinion, there only being three tight ends worthwhile. You got to go second round, third round. Uh, I believe we went Julian Edelman. Yep. Fourth round, Josh Jacobs. Yep. Fifth round. I think we went Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And then did we go Drew Brees? I think we went D.D. Westbrook in round six. Yes, we did. Followed by Breeze. Followed by Breeze in round seven. And then in round eight, I believe we went Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Then Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then somewhere in there, we took Baltimore's defense. Uh, for individual defensive players, Uh Darius Leonard, Luke Keekley, and C.J. Mosley as you, as you get one point per full tackle. Yeah. Um, the other guys on my bench are John Ross, Jalen Samuels, Traquan Smith, and Devontae Parker. Yeah, that's a fucking... So your last pick in Dante in uh, Devontae Parker, John. or Dante Parker, or John... Well, forget John Ross for a second. But in Parker, we know that the Dolphins, obviously, there's not talent particularly right. at the quarterback position. Jury's right. out on Rosen, but for now, there's no talent. But he's in that system, he's a legitimate number two receiver. Right. And let's be real. we I mean, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, if he wins that job, is probably going to want to throw deep 
but that just that favors Kenny Stills. The smart throws are the throws made to Parker underneath or Gesicki underneath, or checkdowns to Kenyon Drake. Right. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um, so that got you a hundred through fantasy pros who are notorious sticklers because they factor in fucking everything. Yeah, that got me a hundred. I mean, we went over that draft, you and I, and looking back, we really didn't make any dumb picks. It was just we really didn't. Well, that was the, that's the whole point. It was a calculated draft, and you. The 11th spot was, I think, was more of a blessing than a curse because it kind of, like, you didn't have to worry about, like, yo, let's say being the three or the five pick. And then it's like, oh, uh, do I take, do I reach for Zeke? Do I take David Johnson? What about DeAndre Hopkins? Like, it, it, it cuts out a lot of the thinking, per se. Like, it takes out a lot of the the contemplation of, oh, do I, you know, who the fuck do I go with? It, it, I've always preferred a draft spot where it's minimal thinking and it's you're not picking between position groups. Right. That's right. that's always, I've always been a fan of that. No, absolutely. Um, and the other draft you did, which was, the again. The other draft I did was a little interesting. I consider this having the worst pick in fantasy this year, the fourth overall pick right now. Couldn't agree more. Um, reason being, you know, it's going to be Barkley, the McCaffrey or Kamara, and then the other one and the fourth pick. What do you do? Uh, considering this was only a $50 buy-in, my rationale was, all right, you know what? I'm not going to lose more than 50 bucks. So I might as well take the best player here. Yeah. Um, you took, I Zeke. took Zeke and he has another year left on his contract. I I think he's going to play it's just a matter of when it's not Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And then my round two pick, somehow Juju Smith-Schuster fell to me. Yeah, we were both shocked. Yeah. Then round three, fourth overall, I took Ertz again. Yep. Round four, I believe I took Philip Lindsay. Uh, yep. Round five, I took, did I take Matt Ryan or David Montgomery? I think I took David Montgomery. You took Montgomery in the fifth and Ryan sixth. Matt Ryan in the sixth. D.D. Westbrook in the seventh. Yep. And then uh, after that, did we go? I think we went uh, Jameson Crowder, then Latavius Murray. Um, this bench isn't bad. It's uh, Golden Tate, Latavius Murray, Jalen Samuels, Chris Herndon, John Ross, Jamal Williams. There's no individual defensive players. Um, for defense, I have the Jaguars, the Browns, and Robbie Gold is again my kicker. Yeah, there you go. So it's not bad at all, really. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> having drafted with you on both of them, I will not to quote unquote, you know, toot the horn here. Cause I didn't really, you did the bulk of the thinking. So I give you credit where credit's due for at least maintaining a cool, calm, collected, like logical approach. Um, now, unfortunately what sucks with my position is my drafts are this coming weekend and the listeners from Jones and for sports and some of the other podcasters in the Jones and for sports family are in one of my leagues. So I will not be divulging much of my strategy because I don't want people getting sharked from me. Um, but what I will do 
and I think John, you're on board to do this with me, is break right. down, you know, the top, you know, three to six at each position, busts and sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At We'll start at quarterback because why the fuck not? And mind you, I'm going to put a little disclaimer here. Uh, I did these rankings based on 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 PPR. If you do standard, I don't know why you would anymore because it's it's pointless. It's less exciting. Um, it's 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 more based on luck. Is well, what it is. That I I personally believe that that a standard league at this point is more or less the training wheels to big boy PPR or PPR plus IDP leagues. Right. Just, just as like an intro, you know, just to get the feet wet. Um, sure. But yeah, I've, I've never, I've never, I've won standard leagues before. And, and of course that none of them costed any money because why the fuck would you ever pay for a standard league? But, I have actually never won a standard league. That what? but you've won PPR leagues. I've won many PPR leagues. I, right. I can't win standard. I'm not good in it. Right, but standard is a crapshoot. PPR is actually calculated. Right. Right, so it, it's a point of pride when you win a PPR league. It's it's like, who the fuck cares? It's like it's like hitting a home run in the Special Olympics. That's 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 winning a fucking... <laughs> that's winning a standard league. Right. Um, so all of my rankings are done via... Um, well, with PPR half and full point in mind, um, I'm personally not an IDP guy. None of my leagues are IDP, so I don't venture that way. But I'll make it very easy for you. IDP, just go for people to, who usually linebackers who get at least 75 tackles a year, maybe a pick or two. That's your that's right. your targets. So right. you know the the. You know, the, 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 the Luke Keekleys of the world, the Lorenzo Alexanders, if you're, you know, desperate, uh, CJ Mosley, those guys. Right. Um, starting at quarterback, because everything starts at quarterback. Um, I have the best, and this should shock nobody, best quarterback, if you can get him, is Mahomes. Now, in one of your drafts, I can't remember which one specifically, but in one of your oh. drafts, so oh. did somebody pick Mahomes round two? Same guy did, yeah, same guy. What an idiot! He wanted him, and and he was scared he was going to get taken. It was kind of like the Giants with Daniel Jones. So you, and I'm sure people do that in your draft as well. I'm sure. Well, last year the guy who ended up getting Mahomes in our league was ironically the auto draft asshole because there's always one of them. Um. So Yahoo kind of, you know, handed them to him. So I, you know, that I'm not gonna give credit where you know there's none due. But sure, th- let's say you had a shot at Mahomes. What was the highest round you would have taken him? Three. It, right. Exactly right. There's too because much. Because in my yeah. mind, I was a go wide receiver, running back one, tight end two. That was already a lock. That right. was like. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, but this is what I'm doing. Exactly right. Uh, I would have considered him in round three. I don't think I would have done it, but he wasn't my first choice in round three. He wasn't my second or third, but if worse came to worse, I guess I would have done it. Right, right. If he's your worst-case scenario for round three, I can live with that. But Correct. I, there's, too, there's too many good running backs 
you know, if you if you're at the top of round three, you can still probably get one of the elite tight ends. There's too much value to pick a quarterback in a PPR, realistically, any earlier than late round three. Right. Um, behind Mahomes, and this is no particular order. Um, I have Drew Brees. I have Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield, and Deshaun Watson yeah. with an asterisk. Okay. The only reason yeah, I, I, the only reason I have Deshaun Watson with an asterisk is I'm scared shitless of that O line, and I think the Texans seriously rolled the dice with who they picked in the draft to solidify that line. Therefore, be advised, if you do end up with Watson, if those linemen don't work out, he's a huge injury risk. Now, the plus side, DeAndre Hopkins. And Will Fuller when he's healthy. He's got the weapons. And losing, right. losing Lamar Miller doesn't hurt Deshaun Watson's value. If anything, having Duke Johnson will help as just a safety valve so he doesn't die. Correct, but, yeah. But all in all, DeAndre Hopkins is your upside. That's all that needs to be said. Right. Um, all the other quarterbacks, specifically Mayfield, uh, year two, had a great year one, got more weapons. I don't really see how he has a bad year. Unless that team decides to self-destruct. No, I right, and I, again, I think it's it, it can be a risk. It's more of a risk to me than Matt Ryan or Drew Brees yeah. or Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe not Russell Wilson because he's got nothing around him. I put him next to Russell Wilson, I guess. But Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh, Deshaun Watson has got to be slightly ahead of him, even though the injury factor. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I well again, I, I like to do mine in no particular order. I just give you a top five, top six. Um, in the realm of sleepers, this is where I this is where I get interesting. I think um, a lot of I've been I've been a Kyler Murray critic, right? But if you look at what he has, the the at least what can be said about the Cardinals is their O line is still terrible. We know that. <laughs> But yeah, that, Kyler Murray's terrible, Luke. But what I'm here's what I'm thinking. I oh, Luke, by the way, I got to put this question out there. Week one, you got to come over to my house. Okay. Uh, reason being, the week one I'm so specific is because I'm having surgery that Monday. Okay. Probably won't be able to. Uh, I'm not going to be really like going house to house for six weeks, and yeah, my house will be a mess because I'm going to be on crutches. So I'm not going to want anybody to come over. I don't think you and I have watched a football game together, bro, in a while. four or five games. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah, that, so we, yeah I could do that. Your uh, white ass better be over here, 1230 sharp. Yeah, I could, well, I get off work that morning, so we'll see how well that goes. But anywho, um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm super high on Kyler Murray. Right. What I'm saying is there's potential for a lot of rushing yards just from him flushing the pocket. I like Lamar Jackson better. I think that's the pick. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I think the 
fantasy sleeper pick. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback or anything, but that's your that's where you're going. I think that I, I really like him there. Yeah, well, I put the asterisk on Kyler Murray because there's no way in hell I'm taking him in any of my teams. I don't. Right. I don't Me care. Either. I would rather have Lamar Jackson, who was actually my third listed sleeper, assuming he learns how to throw consistently. Correct. Yeah. Um, the third sleeper, um, and I'm curious to hear your take on this, is old Cra- uh, Captain Crablegs, Jameis Winston. No way. No shot in hell am I ever, ever under any circumstance getting this guy on my fantasy team. Nor am I. But these are people that I think could have a good year. No. Because what do you want me to put as a sleeper? Jared Goff? That's not a sleeper. I put R. Jackson is a sleeper. I think Josh Allen, Sam Darnold are sleepers. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the biggest reason I put Winston as a, as a guy again. I think Brissett could be a good bye week fill-in. That's true. Like, those are good sleepers in my opinion. I don't think Murray is at all. I wouldn't touch Jamin Winston with your dick in a Mack truck pushing. Correct. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not touching these guys. Yeah, again, I'm not saying I want Jameis on my team either. What I'm saying is his preseason's been surprisingly not bad. He's also in a contract year, so if he plans on ever getting a contract from the NFL team again, he has to do somewhat well this year. Right. Now, Luke, I'm just sitting here laughing to myself. Dude, we got to tell everybody that comment. That's what I'm laughing about because I'm looking at my fantasy roster. Okay, and I, so, be- I hit so, so bef- well, we could do that at the end of the show. Let's finish. Let, let's keep the train rolling, and we'll we'll throw that out at the end. Um, Running backs, I doubt you'll have any disagreement with this. Saquon, Kamara, McCaffrey, Zeke, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if there's any disparity, I don't see how there could be. Melvin Gordon played, you could argue him with yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Right. Um, David Johnson, Nick Chubb after that. Correct. Um, sleepers. Uh, I got Justice Hill on the Ravens. Okay. Uh, because I think what Baltimore, if they, if Baltimore is going to stick to this RPO thing, having watched Justice Hill at Oklahoma State absolutely carve up West Virginia's defense for years, um, the kid is quick and he's a perfect complement to a running back like Mark Ingram. Right. And they'll they'll find a way to make him, you know, to integrate him perfectly into that offense. Um, as far as the other big sleeper I have, and again, it's another big 12 running back. Uh, it's gotta be David Montgomery. I mean, you yeah, have, I, mean, I hope you're right. Cause I drafted him. Yeah. Well, again, another guy I watched for years, terrorize West Virginia's defense. Um, I think he's in a perfect system. I think he's going to play more of the power shifty back he's a perfect compliment to Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard is not a terrible running back he's not I think he's on the decline which is why the Bears traded him to make room for Montgomery but that should say a lot 
Uh, he's, no, he's, I think it says more than a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he's got the skill set. I mean, I think he's one of the most pro ready running backs out of this draft. Well, you got to remember, there's not much pressure on him either, right? Also true. You got you got Mike Davis. I'm not saying Mike Davis is great by any stretch, but you have him. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Tariq Cohen. Trubisky had a good year last year. They have they have Trey Burton. They have Taylor Gabriel and Alan Adam Robinson. Robinson. Yep. Uh, who else am I missing? I'm missing another receiver. Uh, that I have. Anthony Miller. Right, Anthony Miller. They have the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. With the de- best. With the best defensive playmaker, and that's why I think that David Montgomery is set up for a good, successful rookie season. I think Josh Jacobs is obviously the better player, but David Montgomery has the better surroundings. I suspect both of them to have similar years um, statistically. I think Josh Jacobs is going to get more touches, but same yards per carry, um, same touchdowns per carry. Uh, I'd say Josh Jacobs have more receptions. I think. Yeah, that you're probably right. I mean, because David Montgomery is also not going to be the guy to to take anything over the flat. That's all Tariq Cohen. Right. So yeah, Montgomery is going to be your north south goal line back. A hundred percent. In terms of busts, I only got I got one here. Actually, I have two here. I'm sorry. The first one is Deion Lewis. Yeah, of course. Because I let's let's be real. I drafted him last year, mid round. I didn't reach for him. But when it came time to about week what, fourteen? Yeah. That's when Derrick Henry decided to be a thing and took the league by storm. And even when Deion Lewis was the starter, he didn't do anything. I think I agree. Yeah, that Titans offense seemed to be more interested in force-feeding Corey Davis. Sure. So, I and now you factor in A.J. Brown, plus that offense just doesn't seem running back friendly. And I don't think Mike Vrabel, him being a defensive-minded guy, I don't think he knows how to properly use his weapons in that department. 100% accurate. Um, so I would that would scare me off of Deion Lewis and frankly Derrick Henry, who until yeah. week thirteen or fourteen last year didn't do dick in right. fantasy, not even the goal line touches. No, I know. Um, the other bust I have is Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, a bust. All right. Here's why. Lamar Miller is a still a capable running back in this league. I understand he's hurt and out for the year. But assuming he was still there, Lamar Miller is not some overachiever in fantasy. He's an average mid to late round. He's not a guy you're going to get in the first four rounds. Which leads me to believe Duke Johnson, who was a weapon at one point with Cleveland, is basically rendered useless, traded to the Texans, now he's your starting back with him and Alfred Blue. I don't really see I see Duke Johnson only really getting consistent catches when that O-line breaks down, which could be a lot. Alfred Blue's on Jackson. That's right. That's right. I, f- I forgot Blue left. 
But um, Duke Johnson's going to be the I think Crockett and somebody else. Yeah, I forgot Blue left. He's been he was a Texan for years. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 threw me off. But he was a staple backup, like Bilal Powell in the Jets. Yeah, he yeah he he was like a career backup who actually got a lot of playing time. Right. But yeah, I uh, in in terms of Duke Johnson, I just don't think he's gonna be this. DeAndre Hopkins is on this team. That diminishes the value of every other offensive player on that team. All right, but for a running back, let me ask you this then. Who do you like more? Do you like a guy like Crockett, or do you like a guy like Justin Jackson on the Chargers? Oh, give me Justin Jackson right now. Considering that Melvin Gordon might sit out the year, Eckler needs a you backup. Th- you, don't, you don't think Eckler is going to play no, or Eckler, start? Eckler is going to start, I would assume. But the way they, they always interchange running backs, so that's almost going to be a 60-40 at worst split between the two backs. What about Malcolm Brown? Who's he with now? The Rams. That's right. And um, he's number two in the depth chart. They sat him out week three of the preseason. By the way, speaking of the Rams, I heard Darrell Henderson's having a terrible camp. Awful. He is number five on the depth chart. And he was, what, a third or fourth round pick? Third, but it could mean he's just not getting the plays. I don't know why he's that low on it. I mean, maybe McVeigh's system is hard to to get, but I mean, and let's. There's also Todd Gurley, but in terms of, I like I get it. Duke Johnson to me, at most for my radar, is a bye week filling. Again, and if it, and if it, that's only if it happens to go up against a, a fairly shitty defense, right. DeAndre Hopkins just diminishes the value of every other player on that offense. He's going to get all the good looks. No, you're right. I get it. Yeah. So I mean, even even if Lamar Miller was there, he'd still be on my bust list just because he's never really done that well. Right. The, the Texans' offense does not lead to fantasy success for the running backs. It just doesn't. I agree. Um, Wide receivers. We yeah. just mentioned the number one guy. It's DeAndre Hopkins. If you think anything but DeAndre Hopkins, go fuck yourself. Um, hey Adams. Devontae Adams, Julio, uh, Michael Thomas, and OBJ. And I guess number six on that list would be Juju. Right. Yep. He's the, he's the bottom end of the, uh, of the, top, of the top tier. Yes. Um, I guess Leo you know, Brown. Never know. Yeah, well, but we we don't know. Uh, I guess him the, and Juju would be the, the bottom. Is, the way, did did we do the quarterback busts? I don't think we did. I think we skipped. No, we right did over. not. All right. Well, real quick, because in my quarterback bust, I have I have Derek Carr, which diminishes Antonio Brown's value to me. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I don't think anybody expected him to be good to begin with. Well. But I'm just saying, you could you could make the argument that oh he has Antonio Brown and Josh Jacobs, yeah, and <laughs> I think he'll be all right. I don't think he'll be good. I never expected him to be good. I could see somebody taking Derek Carr and trying to play like sneaky matchups, like you know trying to be like the riverboat gambler. Um, yeah, I guess on a bye week he's somebody you would consider because yeah, no, I'm not touching him, but. 
I'm just saying, Antonio Brown being there could lead the idiot to believe, oh, Derek Carr is going to be better, probably, but what's better for a guy who was terrible? Average at right. best? I agree. Yeah. Um, so, in the realm of, let's see. We're still in the wide receivers. So, aside, Juju is the end of Tier 1. Antonio Brown, to me, is the start of Tier 2. Fair? Is that fair, you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he would be, like, the, 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 the number 7 receiver overall. Right. Um, in terms of sleepers, I have... D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. Because he has a real quarterback now that can only and he's help. got a connection with that quarterback, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Dante Pettis. Yep. And D.J. Moore. Yep, and I'm going to throw in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Well, Sanders has been around for so long. It's like, can you really factor him? I think him? a lot of people wrote him off. Well, yeah. But, well, he also, now that he doesn't have Demarius Thomas there, um, and, you know, the, the guy opposite him is Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton, I, I could see him getting a lot more looks, especially with Flacco there. Because, um, you know, Case Keenum is never the guy you want throwing your fantasy receivers the ball. Um, yeah. Under any circumstance. Um. Now, in terms of the busts, I have two rookies from the same college. I have DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm not high on either one. Yep. Uh, I could see Metcalf having a little bit more upside just because he's like their only good receiver, him and Lockett. Right. Um, AJ Brown, I saw him against the Steelers on Sunday on the nationally televised game. He was right. getting looks, but they, they were, they were all the routes that he was running and being targeted on were inside 10 yards. Yeah. That sounds like AJ Brown. Yep. But that concerns me at the pro level because if he's running over the middle, the last thing you want is him, you know, he'll rack up the receptions, but if, if he's getting six for 55, maybe he fumbles once or twice if a linebacker clips him good. That's my only real concern with A.J. Brown. That, and there's a chance he just gets lost because I don't trust Vrabel. And no. D- I trust Dean P. Or Mariota or Tannehill. Right, yeah, just the Titans offense, just I wouldn't draft any of them. Maybe Corey Davis, because he's the obvious number one. I wouldn't. I don't trust that guy. He's too boomer bust. I hate drafting guys that are boomer bust unless that's in, like, the ninth round, eighth round. Yeah, once you get your starters solidified, yeah. Um, the fullers, or, you know. Right, the, the all or nothings. Right. Um. Moving into the tight end realm, Kelsey Ertz Kittle. This is, this is simple. It's Kelsey Ertz Kittle. I don't want to hear about anything else. Well, 
in the sake of just doing the top five, aside after Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle, I put OJ Howard, Nevin Ingram as the. I'm not even going to listen to the four and five. I don't think it's close. Right. Well, again, you would never pick the low the the lowest that the top three guys would go is the top half of round three. Right. After that. You really realistically don't get you you really you wouldn't pick OJ Howard. I don't think any higher than maybe the sixth round. Right. Same with Evan Ingram. I actually like Hunter Henry over OJ Howard and Evan Ingram. But. He's on my sleeper list, uh, Hunter Henry. Right. Um, my other sleepers, I have Vance McDonald. Who? Uh, yeah, of course we've talked about that. Yep, and the other one that we haven't discussed, I have Mark Andrews on the Ravens. Yeah, I just don't think Jackson can get the ball enough. I like him though. I think, I actually think he's gonna get like on those on those plays when Jackson flushes the pocket. I think Andrews might be more of a target for him than Hollywood Brown. Oh, if that's gonna be. That'll be tricky. Yeah. Again, I I'm not taking Mark Andrews inside the top nine rounds, but if I need a depth guy, like a just a bench guy, sure, why not? And then if he produces, you know, it's almost like handcuffing himself. Right. Like I have him. Just to, let's see how he does. If I if I let him go, if he sucks, then it's you know it's 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 a it's a low risk high reward. Right. Um, anyone I'm missing on the tight ends, you think, as far as the sleepers? No. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the one guy I'm, uh, uh, let's, let's move to the bus. I got three of them. One of them is Delaney Walker. It's a matter of time before he gets hurt again. And I don't have any bus for tight end because like I said, I don't think anything besides the top three really. Maybe Hunter Henry has four. That's it. Um, I have two. I have Eric Ebron. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, he's not going to repeat what he did last year. No, no shot. Not without Andrew Luck. And the other nope. one I have I need, is... The other, one I have is the other one I have, and you might be intrigued by this, is David Njoku. Yeah, I, I never thought much of him to begin with. I think there's too much talent around him that steals his catches. Sure. I, and, and, like and, I said, Luke, I really did not think too much of him to begin with. Yeah, I think at a at a peak, the best you'll get out of Njoku is a bullshit red zone touchdown, 50 yards, and maybe four catches. Sure. That's a, that's a ceiling. Right. Um also considering granted he'll like he'll light up a team like the Bengals twice a year just because they have no linebackers to cover him. The games that that they play against Pittsburgh and Baltimore, he's useless because he'll be he'll be blanketed. You're right. Um, we're not doing kickers because let's be fucking real. It's if you can get Justin Tucker or or Will Lutz, fine. <laughs> like we all know, or Zerline, those are your guys. Um, just take a kicker from a high powered offense, and you'll get points. Um, yep. In terms of the defenses, this is pretty obvious. Yeah. Bears, Jags, Ravens. Yes. 
people seem to be high on the Rams. Now, I'm I would put them in tier two because you're gonna get you're gonna get the sacks. That's a given. So I get why there's upside. What I don't like is if Marcus Peters can't remember how to cover people, your interceptions will end losing LaMarcus Joyner. The interceptions are going to go down. I think he remembers. He's a good player, Luke. I know he is. Good player. I think having Marcus Peters hurts them less than losing LaMarcus Joyner. Either way, I still think their interceptions go down. Okay. Which I that that's the only thing I'm saying. You're gonna get your sacks against the right team. They're not gonna let up a lot of yards. I'm not saying that they're some some bust defense. What I'm all I'm saying with them is you're you're gonna you're gonna get consistent sacks. They're not gonna let up a ton of points. I think they're a tier, I think they're like the top one or two teams in tier two for defense. That's all I'm all saying. Right. I'm not putting them as a bust at all. Um, in the realms of the sleeper defenses, I have three of them. And I'm curious what your take on this is. I have the Buffalo Bills, who always who the last couple of years have had a sneaky good defense, but I think this is the year where that defense like really solidifies as a top five unit. Right. And I'm talking sacks, picks. Constant pressure. It just seems like they're going to have no problem. And they don't really seem to have any flaws on any three levels of that defense. I completely agree. Um, Sleeper defense number two is Cleveland for the exact same reason. There's too much talent for them to suck. Defense and with certain matchups for sure. Oh, God. And remember, when they play like the, the third place finishers from last year in the AFC... So that's like the that's the Titans. They play the Titans week one. Fuck yes, I'm playing the Cleveland defense week one against uh, against Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. that's why hundred percent. I think that I think you and I were discussing that when I picked them up. I think I said Luke. They play the Titans week one. Yeah, I mean that should be a. I'm not saying that the Titans will lose, or we're not going to get into that rabbit hole right now. But that defense should be able to eat a eat alive that Titans offense just based on pure talent. Right, but then also, you really... I have no doubt in my mind, Corey Davis gets rendered useless by Denzel Ward. They're good over the top. Miles Garrett's going to get you the sacks and and Snacks Harrison. Olivier Vernon. Yeah, Vernon and uh, and Sheldon Richardson. Let's not forget Greedy Williams. Yeah, and Demarius Randall still their safety. Oh. Oof. I know. There's too much talent for them to be anything worse than a, than a top, I would say, 12 defense. Yeah, I, I could see them having some duds because I don't think they're the best coached. But Well, lose if they still had Greg Williams, that's a, that's a guaranteed top 10 defense. No doubt, no questions asked. 100%. And um, with Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward on the outside, he'd be bringing the house every play. Yeah, and they still have like the the slot guys like Body Calhoun and those other guys who were yep. serviceable. Yep. Right? They they're good. There's too much talent for them to suck. This is what it is. Yep. They can't be that bad. Um, the yep. other sleeper defense I have is Pittsburgh. 
Again, are you going to pick Pittsburgh as a top five defense? No, you are not because our secondary is not 100% fixed. It's definitely better. Devin Bush makes us a hell of a lot better, and we did lead the league in sacks last year. It's just right. our defense is just trending upwards, which would lead them, you know, if they were, a, let's say, a top 16 unit last year overall, this year you could see them trending in the direction of Cleveland toward the top 10, top 12. Just right. like steady improvement. Sure. And that's, again, I would put them in the in the, the low-end tier 2 defensive category. Okay. Um, my one bus defense, Tennessee Titans. Ooh. I'm sh- I know I'm shitting on the Titans. I, mean, I don't even think they're that good to begin with. The only reason that they ever seem to stay in games is because Dory Jackson can get them a pick or, you know, Wesley Woodyard or Rashawn Evans can force a fumble. Um, they do have a good D fr- a D line. Yeah, like, but they're not one of the top. They're just good. Right. They have above average to average guys all over the place, which doesn't yes. doesn't that doesn't ascend you into the top ten units. Right. No, and considering not. if you're gonna like I'm fascinated to watch a team like the Texans play the Titans or the Jaguars. Now that now that let's just assume the Jaguars, because we know they're gonna play twice. Play the Titans. Yep. Nick Foles is the anti-Bortles who can confidently throw a deep ball and take the top off the defense. The sure. Now, granted, the Titans' best player all around is their is Kevin Byard, which absolutely helps for picks. He's a, He's a stud. But that defense, Kevin Byard was in against the first team unit against Pittsburgh Sunday night. He did nothing. Well, Luke, yeah, I mean, you can't uh, expect him to do something every fucking play. No, I know that. And, again, he wasn't out there for more than a quarter. <laughs> You're like, he did nothing. He was, I mean, dude, it's a preseason no, but, game. No, but I'm, I, I don't even think I saw him make a tackle. I think he was just playing Ooh, center I, field. If I was a Titan fan, I hope he would not make a tackle. Well, right, you don't want to risk any injury. I'm, I get that. Uh, he's gonna. Uh, we all. He's a, he's a beast. I'm not shitting on Kevin Byard. He's gonna get tackles. He's gonna get his picks. He's one of the best safeties in football. No one's arguing that. I'm just saying. Just the way you said it. Yeah. I no. Mean, yeah. No, I, you know. I was surprised. I didn't see him in run support much. I didn't. Yeah, know. I could tell you were really surprised by that. You're like, I didn't see him do anything. No, it seemed like they just had him in center field, which is fine for a safety. That's exactly right. what you can expect. And probably during a preseason game, they were said, "Hey, do us a favor, stay out there." Right. Just, just stay away from you know James Conner. Don't get yourself hurt. Right, please, like, stay away from these good linemen. The Steelers play tough football. I can't afford to lose you, man. I really don't give a shit if you get yeah, any tackles. Yeah, right, we, yeah, right. We, right. we don't need you getting pancaked in the second level by David DeCastro. Correct. Um, That's my list. Is there anyone you think that I missed? No, not really, man. Not oh, at all, to be honest. By the way, if the rumor, speaking of busts, if the rumor that you told me about a half an hour ago is true that, J- that Jadavian Clowney is on the brink of being traded, that devalues yes. the Texan defense. No, well. Luke, I didn't hear that he was on the brink of being traded. Oh, you heard he's done? I think he's, he's gone. It's a done deal. Sayonara. What teams, Goodbye. Adios. What, what teams are in on him? 
I know the Jets are one, but I heard it is eight. I'm looking this up right now just to see. <coughs> Holy shit, you hear that? Yeah, would you knock over a glass? Yeah, I put it in a garbage can and it fell. Jesus Christ. Um, Sorry. So, yeah, you, um, so you saw the Jets oh, are one. Okay. I heard he's gone. But why have I heard nothing about you would just Google it? Yeah, I guess so. Let me let me. I'm just gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. Look, it's not even a question. Like he's gone. Adios, sayonara. <laughs> like this isn't up for debate. Um. Uh. Huh. Well, the first the the first two teams that popped up are the Jets. And the Eagles. Sure. Okay. Makes sense to me. I'm not saying he's going to be a Jet. I know it was... I found the timing very weird when Joe Douglas was asked that morning, would you be willing to trade up for trade a pick for somebody? He said, yeah. I'd be willing to... I think the quote was, yeah, I'd be willing to give up a first-round pick for a star player under the right circumstances. And then I mean, later that hour... Jadavian Clowney now, will be gone within 48 hours. Well, look how that turned out for the Bears. I th- Well, yeah, listen, I, I I wouldn't give up as I I don't know what but I don't know what I'd give up for Clowney. I would definitely be intrigued, I'll tell you that. There's oh, no doubt 100%. about that. 100%. Every team in the league should have submitted an offer. So, we'll see what happens from here. Yeah, the only well, wrap we go down another rabbit hole. Yeah, the one thing I will say is not every team in the NFL runs the 4-3. So not every team, like Pittsburgh can't use him. He's not going to be as good for us, for let's say, because we're a base 3-4. He can do whatever he – I like Clowney more in the 3-4. Well, if you – well, as a stand-up outside linebacker, he could it, – it, it could add an element to his game for sure. Sure. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I'm just like I and personally I would love to see opposite TJ Watt, Jadavian Clowney as a stand up outside linebacker. Because that would, that would be terrifying. But Absolutely. it's not realistic. And we're not we already mortgaged our picks on Bush. So right. Which, is, which is, has seemed nothing but absolutely worth it so Oh far. my god, Devin don't even get me started on Devin Bush. So, all yeah. right, well, I think we'll wrap it up Yeah, there. let's wrap this one up here. Um, for those of you, I say this every week, the numbers seem to be going up a little bit. I don't know if I have anything to do with it, but if you haven't followed Jones and for Sports, go do that. And in terms of Seven Brothers Apparel, go find them on Instagram. Give them a follow. The jerseys they make are absolutely filthy. They're phenomenal. Um, and aside from that, We'll put a bow tie on it here, and uh, we will see y'all in a couple days. All right, bro. Um, I'll talk to you later today. Are you going to be awake or what? Uh, I'll be up around like 6, 7 probably. All right. We'll talk later. All right. Peace. Peace.